Hello operatives, welcome to Once Upon a Kill Team, the podcast about narrative play in Warhammer 40k Kill Team. I'm Sean. And I'm Jason, and we want to talk to you about building stories around the gameplay in this grim, dark, terrible universe. In this episode, we talk to one of our favourite Kill Team battle report makers, Russ from GFN Gaming. Not only are the battle reports amazing, but Russ has been showing us his own narrative campaign. Russ, welcome to the show. Thanks for having me, guys. I'm a, a fan of the podcast, so it's great to be on. Oh, our pleasure. It's a privilege. It's a privilege. And uh, <laughs> uh, did I, I, I didn't sound sarcastic. We mean it. We mean it. <laughs> Sounds sarcastic now. Oh, uh, well, let's rescue this with uh, Hobby Corner, where we like to start Hobby off. Hobby Corner. Uh, Russ, what have you been making this week? We know you, you do loads of stuff. Um, I'm not sure if it counts as hobby. I've I've been doing a few things. I've edited a couple of videos, so I guess that now counts as my hobby. Uh, that but I've been counts. Yeah, I think that counts now. It's part of the hobby now for me. But I've been finishing up my Hunter Clade kill team. I should say that loosely because I don't have any Sicarians, so it's like Hunter Clade light. They won't be very good, but yeah. <laughs> Now, I think you're in the Sean camp of you love a bit of kit, kit bashing. Is there any model you've made that is just out the box? In this particular kill team, the Hunter Clades? Oh, yeah. Put them on yeah. the spot there, Jason. They are all... Straight off. Oh, you know what? They're all just straight out of the box because I'm not <gasps> that... I'm, I don't know. Okay, I've made... There's like two that I kit bashed <laughs> a little bit. Okay, that's fair. But I, um, I'm not a massive admech person. So I, I didn't necessarily feel the need to. I, I wasn't inspired to do anything. So I just kind of didn't base. They well, were they were gribbly enough already. Yeah, they were kind of like they're they're strange enough as they are. They don't need to be stranged up a bit. They're just Definitely. they're just good enough. This makes me feel a lot better because normally I'm the don't don't change anything about the model camp. And I I thought I thought I thought you weren't going to be on my team, Russ. But I'm, <laughs> I thought you'd be it. You've got an <laughs> ally. Great. Saying that, um, I was I was fangirling over Russ's Death Watch veteran with the combat shield and his like Grey Knight oh. uh, Eviscerator or Immolator come Sentinel Blade. That's the one. Yeah, yeah, this guy. Yeah, he's uh, sorry I shouldn't do that on a podcast because it would be weird, wouldn't it? But um, no, yeah, but listeners, <laughs> we, listeners, we've just been shown the very model. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I've done. I did another one for Grey Knights. Because obviously everyone got an update. Of course. So I did, um, I had to do another true scale Grey Knight, but that's technically last week, so I can't claim it as this week's no, Hobby Corner. No, so it's, it's old vetoed. News. Yeah. Well, we do, we, we do it like from the last podcast. So <laughs> yeah. we, um, we'd like to get a mystery as to what time, time means. <laughs> <laughs> have, have you been up to anything, Sean? It's a flat nothing from me. <gasps> I have let, don't. I've had, I've let life get in the way. It's it's a crying shame. I Damn life. Everyone will have heard last episode. I've been setting up this lovely hobby space for myself, and I haven't touched it since since setting it up. It will remain perfect. It's just pristine. <laughs> this pristine hobby vacuum. Yeah, ready everyone to complains go. about a messy painter's table, and I'm not seeing it yet. You know that guy. Well, I've been doing my first bit of chopping up styrofoam. And... Oh, these are custom pipes. Well, no, and, I've done and well, the rest. And the rest, I've and done. Rest, I've, I've, I've created rest. a base. I've created a base for my kill nice. team. Nice. It's a, it's it's a must. The, the the factory ship, Lucky Smells. 
that's crashed on this planet. Oh, nice. And we've got to, um, yeah, and they're, they're working out a bit. And uh, so I, 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 I glued it, I gave it a bit of, now this is where I, I it's a learning curve because I, I just sprayed it with a bit of, uh, bit of grey primer. And it turns out that kind of melts it a bit. Melts it a little bit, yeah. Like, like I said. <laughs> well, you get, yeah, against, but... against all hobby advice, it's like I'm going to test it. I'm going to test this. Yep. Well, <laughs> I just, I just like to defend myself here. With Sean told me to, 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 you know, put a bit on a, on an area that's, you know, under, under, underneath, underneath where you can't see it. Yeah. And I did that, and I didn't really wait any time, but I looked. It looked fine. <laughs> <laughs> and. But I, I want to come back, right? The um, the little melty bits. The bearing in mind this is a crashed spacecraft, kind of fits. It's Battle all damage. It's all, all plasteel, so yeah. so a bit of melting is fine upon <laughs> the end. Yeah, definitely. Have you that's have you got it to though. hand, Jason? Oh yeah, no, it's that's over there. All right. I'd have to unplug, but it's. Uh, I'll, I'll come back later in the show. It's uh, a podcast. No, quite, you quite... could say you showed it, and we'll be like, wow, wow. That is. Oh, you know what? You've saved it. Perfect. <laughs> through, the, through the magic of editing. <laughs> They'll never know. They'll never know, yeah. They'll never know. And with with that, and the, I've made my homemade Knackman pipes, my two pounds from Wix. Yeah, I saw them. Knackman pipes. And, uh, yeah, I, I'm, I've, you know, every million pounds people spend on terrain, I'm feeling quite pleased with myself, really. I think I think they turned out really well. Yeah, I've seen the pictures of them. I've not seen them, if there's been any updates, but they, yeah, they look really good. I mean, from the distance you're going to be playing them, you'll never, I mean, you'll never notice the difference, really. <laughs> yeah, and you've got to squint a bit. Otherwise, <laughs> yeah. and, 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 and the other thing I'm, I'm excited about is uh, a little while ago, Sean sent me some rules for some Imperial Assassins. Yes. Some kill team rules for Imperial Assassins, and I, and I bought some oh, uh, nice. models. So I just glued those together. So... I'll be doing a lot of black in the next week. <laughs> yeah, a lot of, uh... And, uh, and a lot of lenses. I think yeah. you've got a lot of lenses to do. Some of those, lots of body gloves and lenses. Yeah, it's uh, historically, I've been quite lazy on lenses, but um, uh, I'm off my game. Anyway, uh, yeah, we, we sort of have vague plans for making these a kind of boss battle type thing. Nice. Later on in our campaign. Which ones have you gone for? Have you got the uh, Vindicare, uh, the Eversoul? Yeah, it's one of each. Oh, nice. Oh, well, I mean, so the full suite, the full complement. Exactly. Well, that's, that's just, perfect. Just, just to reinforce what a cheapo I am, I didn't get the <laughs> Games Workshop ones because oh. I didn't want to be set back 80 quid. That's uh, I was going to say, that's models. actually a fair chunk. <laughs> that is a lot, actually, isn't it? So I got some, some something off eBay, which looks a bit similar. It's close enough. I was going to say, enough. yeah. Good enough for jazz. Anyway, half Definitely. the price. I mean, that's worth it, right? There. <laughs> uh, it'll still be sniping some poor Death Watch veteran off, off a vantage point. So yeah, anyway, that's that's been my whole being this week. Nice. Sounds very productive. Jason, I love that. Yeah. All, all you're looking forward to with these assassins is taking down my team. That absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's purpose so purpose bought to take down <laughs> your team. Oh, well, I've got news for you. The um, oh, what's the one that that, that changes shape? The uh, I've forgotten. Uh, the, uh, Lexus. Yeah. That's anyway, whichever one, it. and it'll just be one of your <laughs> models. <laughs> You'll think you had a Death Watch guy, and it turns out it was an assassin, and I'll just replace your model with my model. Yeah. Them's the rules. <laughs> Them is the rules. Like anyway, 
anyway, we're gonna we're gonna go to our next section on games. Yeah, uh, have now, you managed to get any in? Well, I think Sean and I are no, we haven't got any games in. So Russ, you've got to, you've got to rescue this segment. <laughs> I've got to carry this segment. Don't worry, uh, boys. This, this, <laughs> on your shoulders. <laughs> I I haven't. I, I didn't get down to my uh, my local gaming shop to play, but I did. I guess since the last time, if I'm if I'm allowed to stretch to be the, like the last time you had the podcast out, I'll give it to you. Yeah, I've had two games for the campaign, so I'm two games editing ready so games five and six have been have been done oh exciting yeah this is what we're here for just finished up some of the some of the editing on those in the last few days so it's it's on the voiceover and then it's it's out there then it's ready to be put out into the the void yeah i've got the intros recorded that's the that's the fun part over for me (laughs) i've done the intros like yeah now it's now it's the grind (laughs) Well, we were we were just talking with um with Sal, who we had on a couple of episodes ago, about how the how the intro and the setup's almost as important as playing the game itself. Definitely, I well, I mean, bias, but I think so. I think yeah. the the reason why, and I like to tie it into the mission. So if if the intro has something to do with the mission as well, it kind of gives you a reason why you're specifically doing something. It's quite nice. It it does flavor the games a little bit for me. Definitely, I think uh, I think that's pretty much eighty percent of Jason's reason for playing the game. So, yeah, I'm yeah, happy with you. It's on not, that. it's not winning. I can tell you that. <laughs> no, 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 definitely not for me either. <laughs> I was here for winning. It'd be, <laughs> I'd just be more miserable. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I would just like to touch on your campaign though, because uh, sure. uh, one of the reasons we wanted to get you on the show is that that. You know, we, the reason we're doing this podcast is we love that kind of narrative side of things. And we were struggling, really, to find, you know, many videos of people doing campaigns. And so we kind of think you've come to the most friendly, friendly place for <laughs> for discussing this kind of thing. Uh, yeah, we, welcome, we'll, we'll talk... welcome to our super niche part of a super niche hobby. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. This this sliver is hardcore. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Okay, so we one thing we promised our listeners, I think, is that we're going to read a backstory from one of the groups in our, uh, sorry, one of the teams in our in our narrative gaming group. And Ross, if you're up for it, yep. could I ask you to read the phenomenal backstory from David in our group? I'm going to have to clear my throat. You can tell I've been I've been shouting out lines as as Space Marines today. Okay. The Blades of Sevastus, Chaos Legionaries. The gods have forsaken us. Forced to do the bidding of the mewling Warmaster, the Blades have been tasked with recovering old artifacts of the Long War. With the hum of psychic energy pulsing through the warp, their thundership hurtled towards Carrion. However, uneasy alliances make for poor bedfellows, and the Blades have no intention of delivering on the oaths. There are prizes to be had on Carrion. Weapons, gene seed, and the opportunity to break from the boot that currently stands aloft. As our brothers run to the edges of the Imperium to cower in the shadows of the dark gods that protect them, only we, the Night Lords, the sons of Conrad Kurz, are strong enough to stand alone. We will bring our wrath upon the Empire that betrayed us, 
and though the ages may see us divided and broken by the endless war ahead, we will stand untainted until the stars themselves die. Ave Dominus Nox. Dun, dun, dun. Ave Dominus Nox, indeed. I am so ready to, to take on both the Aww. Imperium and the Chaos Gods. <laughs> that was phenomenal, that is, Russ. Thank you. That is very cool. Nice. Yeah, we got more like that coming. And these, yeah. these are all written by the people in our group. It's so it works. Having read that, I want to see this team now. I just want to yeah. see them. I think they'll look amazing. They do. They, they're, they're incredible. Yeah, unfortunately, David's actually also a very good player. So he usually <sighs> wins as well. <laughs> <laughs> Shout out to you, David. <laughs> uh, thanks for that, Russ. That's brilliant. And we're going to follow that up with more if the same in uh, following episodes. Very cool. So I think before we get into the main segment of our show, I think uh, a word from our sponsors is necessary. This podcast is sponsored by Eleanor the Bard's complete works of poetry. The sublime whisper of the power sword slicing effortlessly through power armour. The hot rush of flame caressing your cheek in the presence of a fusion blast. The momentary flash of stomach-cramping terror as the spider-aspect warrior blinks in and out of reality. Every Aldari needs a cultural bath from time to time. Eleanor the Bard, the greatest and most widely revered Aldari poet, can always give the right word at the right time. When Slanesh calls, the perfect prose can be your best shield. Available in all good Craftworld libraries and Ordo Xenos Inquisitorial repositories. I have to cut myself laughing at the end of the movie. That's so good. Uh, look, we've got to pay the bills. Uh, I mean, Eldari's where the money's at. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> there's, there's no pockets on that power armor. I've seen it. Yeah. In the last episode, they tried to pay us in teeth. Nice. <laughs> well... After all that, this brings us to the, the main bones of the show, an interview with Russ from GFN Gaming. Wow. We've got some questions for you, Russ. And so what, what we've got is a few standard questions that we're going to ask all of our guests, and we hope there'll be many more on the show. But first, if you're, if you're not familiar with Russ's work, he writes and produces battle reports, battle report videos uh, about Kill Team and, and other stuff, I think. These are some of our favourites, and I, I came up with some of my my sort of reasons why I think these are pretty good. A, they're fun and funny. You clearly are in my wheelhouse for sense of humour, and taking this as funny as it needs, sorry, as serious as it needs to be. Really. <laughs> right, this is this is crucial. They're not overly long. Yeah. Give yourself mega points for that. They're, they're for me about the right length. This is this sounds this sounds like it's a minor thing, but it's a big thing. You keep me up to date with the VP during the during the game, like yeah. I know who's winning. Feels like it shouldn't matter, but it, it kind of really matters. <laughs> You're so honest because I love it when, presumably during editing, you realise you could have done a better move, <laughs> and you t- and you tell us. When. That's when the voiceover comes in afterwards. You're yeah. Like, oh. Aha. Uh-huh. Yeah. Past Russell. Where, yeah, that's good. Yeah, oh, oh, old Russ, you're you're rubbish. New, what a fool! New what modern a fool Russ. I was. Yeah. 
and then of course they're, they're really cin- cinematic I, I remember when i first saw one of your videos and i i kind of i think i immediately sent a link to sean going oh my god look at this he's done flamers <laughs> gotta have flamers uh yeah so i just want to know we appreciate which what must be a bit of extra work for you oh thanks very much guys and finally, and this is quite a personal one, is your campaign is with Wormblade, who I currently are my favourite thing. You're Absolutely. so biased. <laughs> <laughs> it's the only reason I'm here, isn't it? Wormblade. Yes. I don't know. I think there's some Spanish guys doing a doing one about Pathfinders or something. Yeah, I'm interested in that. <laughs> Wormblade. So I do have a little bit of cult envy. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah so those are the things that i i think really really make the, make your video stand out but that's not why our public have come here for they've come here for the hard-hitting journalism yeah, uh, that serious business all right so we've got we've got some general questions then we've got some kill team questions and then we got some specific for russ questions uh sean do you want to hit it off yeah i'll hit us off uh russ out of all the options you've got which one's your favourite 40k faction? It's it's odd because it's the one I know the least about. I, it's it, which is weird, but I love the Tyranids. I'm not sure why. I've not read any of the books or stories featuring them, but I love the Tyranids. The design, the everything is just, I guess, current Tyranids, not the old school ones. They, some of them looked a bit rubbish. Yeah, the old school ones were very much yeah. that uh, 60s sci-fi. Yeah, the, men the warriors in, men with in a, the weird men in like, an alien paddle costume. hands. Yeah. Although exactly. I love the Screamer Killer, the original one that was like that weird doing the trying to do the face. So let's just say I nailed the, the face. Four talons and yeah, two. and he's like, yeah, exactly. Like that. I don't know why I love that model, but yeah, that was the one that got me into Tyranids, and from then, uh, yeah, I just like them. I, like I them imagine ones. it would be hard to do a book from their perspective. Yeah, <laughs> just it's just always, like you open a page, it just way, like looking, screams. Looking in, never looking out. Yeah, <laughs> a little bit of mystique to them. So that's the correct answer. Correct. Well done for question Fantastic. one. So we'll continue on to question I, two. I approve of that. <laughs> the The next question we've got: Do you have a favourite Black Library book? Well, I'm. Probably similar to everyone I've read, although I've, I've actually, I don't know how I've bought into Horus Heresy so much. Everyone knows how it ends. And yet I have still will read like 50 odd books to find out. I know, I know what happens in the end, but I've only ever read and I've not finished it one book from 40k, which is I've started Xenos from Eisenhorn. So I'm going to say it is uh, the first heretic from the Horus Heresy about the word bearers is my favorite Black Library book. Well, I've not read them, so don't tell me how it ends. Yeah, yeah. Um, no. <laughs> <laughs> you're you're currently the the most read between us because <laughs> all I've read is the uh, the Death Watch Omnibus, which I nicely got gifted, as well as the Night Haunter, the Comrade Curse. Um, oh, it's, yeah. uh, it's just a collection of short stories. That was fantastic. Yeah. Some of those, I I must admit, I say I've read most of the Horus Heresy. I skipped a few of the the anal uh, like the anthologies and the stuff just to make it through, but. The Conrad, the night I do like, yeah. Conrad Curzon is his, his crew are very cool. Well, that leads us on to the next one. For which Primarch do you think is the coolest? <laughs> <laughs> so, I, I mean, I guess te- if you mean like coolest, is probably like Corvax, right? Because he's 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 quite cool. But I, I'm going to say who's my favorite, and I think this is probably not going to be a lot of people's favorite. You might have guessed by the book, but it's going to be Logar. Logar Aurelian is my. 
I think is the coolest one. Ooh, do you want to elaborate? Well, so he's he's got like he's got major usurp vibes. So he is he is not even the most important word bearer in the Horus Heresy, and he runs the and he runs the word bearers. Erebus is the most famous word bearer. So he's already been humbled by that. He gets he gets like beaten around by everyone, including Korax, I think, and he just gets oh like underestimated by everyone. And he goes through this huge underdog story in the uh, Horus Heresy, powers up, becomes this psyker, rescues Angron. He's like pulling ships out of the sky, and he's he's going crazy. But no one ever no one ever remembers that. They just think of him as the the one that gets beaten up a lot, and he's he comes back stronger. And he, he has some really um, cinematic moments in in the books, um, so I was I was like them, like the Mad Monk vibe as well. I think I'm sold. Maybe yeah. maybe I need to go and follow the follow this character arc through whichever of the hundreds of books there are for the, <laughs> the Lord of Heresy. I'll just trace that line and just go, go for that one, the Logar line. Well, despite that being the wrong answer, we'll carry on. <laughs> Who, what's the What's the right answer? No, there is, there is no right answer except when I think I think I, I, I told you about this, Sean. But I was thinking as a Christmas special, you and I should do these questions for each other. So we shouldn't oh, give our own answer. Should, oh, yeah, so don't give yeah, give like yeah. So there is but a it's right not answer. It's not Logo. <laughs> I don't think it's I don't think Logo has many people's answer. To be fair, I think I'm alone but on you, that you one. Make, on a serious note, you make a very good case. Check what is your favourite non-games workshop sci-fi or fantasy? Do you mean like like world? Like um, yeah, I guess yeah, anything. Like I mean, I've got. I mean, Lord of the Rings is obviously is fantastic. It's up there. I do like. I I, I realised when I was kind of like, I don't. I think 40k is like my only real sci-fi setting that I'm into. I think most of my other set, like if I read a novel, it's it's fantasy, but it's not sci-fi fantasy. So I like it's like David Gemmell, uh, Waylander, mm. um, and I like David Edison's. No, David Eddings wrote like the Bulgariad, which is I think is probably just a bit of a Lord of the Rings kind of copy, but I really like it. I, it's, it's not; it's definitely not like, but it is kind of. It's very similar. But yeah, like I guess that the, the Bulgariad setting, kind of Solomon Kane, kind of as well, like the uh, the Conan kind of world's pretty cool. Yeah, I like that yeah. as well. I seem to remember. I think I read a lot of David Eddings when I was a teenager. I think. So yeah, that's correct. Yeah, well done. Actually, uh, uh, do do you I get my score at the end, or am I maybe? Yeah, be... I was like, I've I've got three. I'm sure. I'll, I'll It'll be out of fifteen. I'm fairly Fantastic. sure. I like to think we're like being we're like inquisitors. Yeah. <laughs> tell you tell you whether you've won won or lost. You just will survive, and you can assume you won. Just be very cool. You're getting the questions. So. <laughs> right, and a very a very earthbound question here. If you had the opportunity to be a space tourist, would you take it? You mean like Tesla mission to Mars kind of style? Um, yeah. I yeah. would love to say yes, but I think realistically, I'd probably wait for um, it to, to be safe. Like I, I picture myself there going, "Do you want to be the first person to visit?" I'm like, "Yes, sign me up." And I get some weird spaceborne fungal disease or something, and then it, I die, and then it it gets named after me, and forever that's my legacy. I'd, I'd like, I'd wait for it to be safe, and then I'd go. I think, I think that's my plan. I'd let the narrative battle reports be your legacy and leave the, <laughs> leave the Martian fungus to someone else. Yeah, definitely. Well, that was our first batch of general questions. I think oh, we're wow. we're gonna hone it in a bit more to something a bit more kilty orientated 
Uh, out of all the various game systems you may have played, what is it that you like about Kill Team specifically? Hmm. I think, well, I think when I, start, I started, it was it was that I convinced myself I wouldn't need to buy as many models, but I've that's that's gone as that. So I'm going to say I like the idea of kind of a mixture of having, because I, I like kit bashing, apologies, Sean's with me. <laughs> That's fine. Um, but I like the idea that I think originally it was just like I could get like five or six guys, heavily kit bash them, and then they'll be like my team. And I was going to get, I got well into it. And I got um, little name plates you can get like printed and you stick them to the front of your base so you can have. I've seen them. I've yet to commit. Yes. I've done that a few times. I always end up changing the names and having to rip them off or something like that. But that's what I like the idea of heavily customizing a small group and then maybe picking up more armies so I could do that. So that was the plan, having like five or six, was they ever that young, five or six teams, very heavy, heavily customized. And I like that. And the game was less of a commitment and time-wise time and rule-learning-wise. So I did like that about it as well. I think you're exactly right. It's like the, the diet version of, of Big Hammer. Yeah. If you're, if you're strapped on time, money or desk space it's yeah. perfect for all of those desk space is another I, you know when you mentioned that that is absolutely a consideration because I, I can fit nicely a, a, a game of kill team on a desk but i had to clear away full floor space recently to play a, a larger game and i was oof, i'm just not not set up for it anymore <laughs> that sounds pretty good do you have a current favorite team to play i mean it's wormblade obviously the correct, the correct answer. answer. <laughs> so obviously, it's Wormblade. I'm actually embarrassed you had to ask. I think you should have said, "Why is Wormblade your favorite team, and why is it the best?" We'll that would be yeah, time. just to just to shorten that one down next time. Well, well, we could we could we could do the why is it why is it your favorite? What do you why like? Is it I mean, favorite? I know. I, honestly, when I first started the narrative campaign before Wormblade was even around, I didn't really, I wasn't sold on Gene Steeler cults in kill team although they're kind of good for the setting like they work obviously how kill team is your kill team they work but it wasn't until they got all the characters of wormblade that i was even though i'd started the campaign with them and i was, I tried to inject the characters into them by like making them cult leaders like he's my he's the leader of my cult yeah. behind the scenes but then they came out with like the locusts and uh, oh, the Ooh. talons and it's just like it's just perfect they're just they just got so much. I mean, they they happen to be a really good team as well. Like the rules, and that's the other thing. The rules, when it when it's done well, a team can be competitive, but they can also the rules don't feel out of place if you're trying to tell a story. If you're trying to say, like they just they work. Like the hiding, they pick up, like do mission like actions for less, and they can create like holes in like tunnel between kind of terrain. It just it all feels really kind of fluffy for the team. And they've just got so much character. I think it's just, I never thought of them as like, like that the, the, they would be my like narrative vehicle for like a, a kill team campaign. But now I just couldn't imagine doing it without them. They're just, they're just my favorite. I think, I think because, probably because of the campaign, they've become my favorite, but I really do. I think they work so well for like a, a narrative team in like the rules and their look and everything just perfect. Well, I didn't think you could be writer on this question, but. <laughs> you're you're going to 150 percent right. No, definitely surviving. <laughs> yeah, that, that's an extra point for sure. So, if Wormblade are your favourite, 
which team has given you the most grief to play against? So I don't, I don't think this makes much sense, but this is, was born of the previous edition. And I remember playing my kind of my, my regular opponent played as Death Guard and um, uh, I, always, I always call them Dark Elves. I know it's Drakari, that's it. Yeah. Old school, I can't not, it's Dark Elves. So, and the first time I think I was playing Grey Knights at the time, I just rushed in and the witches just tore me apart. Um, and I was like, oh. Oh no! I thought that's where I, like, I, I'm good at mid range, and these witches just destroyed me. And then it happened a few times, and I was like, right, okay. And I've always been a little bit wary of them. And then I started the new edition, and I went to the local shop, and there's a guy playing dark elves there, and I was like, oh. Uh, and he absolutely destroyed me again. But I've yet to play them with my worm blade, so that that might be. I might try and break the curse. So so far, I think I'm I'm O against. I've I've not beaten dark elves, may I, ever. Maybe I, I don't think they're necessarily a great team, but I just have not I've never beaten them yet. It was it was the same for me against Commandos until I beat them only a couple of weeks ago, and that was only because it was the guy's second game, and I'm <laughs> fairly sure after he's got a couple more games in, it will go right back to to trounce never me play again. him again. Just never play. That's it. <laughs> oh, yeah, I've got one. Good. That's it. <laughs> Once you're the reigning champion. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Now, we're, we're insanely pleased with this question. Oh. If you were an operative in Kill Team, what would your specialism be? I absolutely would never get the 5 XP required to level up. <laughs> I would never, I would, oof, unless, unless bleed as a specialist. But um, if I could pick one and I could, I could be like, that's what I'm going to be. I think I would go for... But I, I think I'd be thinking of it as like survivability. So I would go staunch and I would be like praying to get that indomitable feel no pain. Because I've seen that veteran, oh no, the hardened veteran sergeant just soak up damage and keep going. And I'd like to be that annoying. I think I'm the close. I'm close to being that annoying. But if with staunch, I could get there. Hardy, difficult yeah. to kill. That's it. Hard to get rid of. Uh, we may have had a hint of this, I suspect, but what is your favourite operative so far? Oh, from oh, like as in from specific all your teams. Oh, I mean, I mean, it's, I know who it's going to be. I'm trying to think of another answer because it's going to be it's going to be the locus, I think. Well, you can give um, us you can give us an A and B if you fancy. I mean, it's def A is definitely the locus because he's he's. I mean, for me, he's the leader of the cult. Um, he knows how the whole thing's planned out more than me. He's got it all. He, he's he's got the lowdown on everything. I actually prefer him to the patriarch who, who runs the show. I could maybe try and have him like, oh, you know what? That would be cool. Like have him betray the cult and try and kill the patriarch at the end. Sees that'd it for be himself. amazing. And he just beats him. You heard it here first, yeah, that's folks. What, that's what's gonna happen. <laughs> the Kellermorph is amazing as a model. Like I, he just puts in the work. It's just like oof. He's scary. Yeah. <laughs> he's very scary. I didn't realize how scary a seven wound model, eight, oh, a seven or eight wound model could be until the Kellermorph, like when he goes off and he just deletes units. So I think it's going to have to be, yeah, I feel bad there's not one of the peons or the little, little dudes, but it's, it's going to be the Locus and the Kellermorph top, top two spots for me, I think. I think it's fair enough being, a, yeah. being one of the characters. Yeah, that's what they're there for. But I've got, I've got I've got a supplementary question oh. because when I was picking my um, characters for my team, I, I went Sanctus and um, Kellermorph. Yeah, 
And the thing that put me off the locus is the, the, the general model you get, you know, the off the shelf model kind of looks like he's sort of huddled. Yeah. And it's not until I don't know if it was Ben. I've seen somebody have a three bladed, really action pose. Like they somebody kit bashed it. I think Ben's and I kind of, that's why. That's why I should have done. I yeah, should have, I should have got. You know, because he's a killer. He's a killer. He's a killer character. Yes. Yeah, that pose on the model was what put me off. It's very, it's very static, isn't it? Where he's he's an absolute blender in melee. He, he can he can just <laughs> dice someone up, go into another one, and dice them up. But the mo- I mean, that's it was perfect for my character because that's that he's the leader and he was. He, but I know what you mean. Like if I hadn't, I didn't like I, I wasn't 100% sold on the model before I I realized what character was going to get upgraded to him because he, he, like he's it's very static. It's not a massive massively dynamic pose. So, I didn't yeah. know I didn't know he had a barbed tail. Until yeah. I, until the the Wormblade team came out and I went on to Games Workshop's website to check out and I did the 360 spin around. I thought he had like a weird like jester court jester shoe or something <laughs> from that from that angle yeah, that they took him out. Clown the shoe just. And then I then I was like, wait a second, it's a barbed tail. Yeah. And uh, Jason, if you want me to make you a super dynamic <gasps> locus, I will. I've, I'm open. It's done. I need some. I need well, some hobbying for next episode. So. Okay, let's. I, I saw let's, a great a great model talk. which is a couple of grots. Like standing on each other's shoulders with like blades and like, and I was like, <laughs> I there is a trend going around at the moment where people are trying to make grot versions of all the teams. I love it, and they're so good. Yeah. Oh, I think Gorm in our group is doing grot veteran guard. Grot ringard. Yeah, grot ringard, and and they're all like they're on the tallest tactical rocks and like ammo <laughs> crates and everything, and they're these these little green Gretchen. Holding like a gun the size of their body, pretty, pretty much. I do love the Grom model thing. I'm all right? for it. Yeah, hundred well, percent. I'm not sure. I, I'm not sure I approve of not not being the correct model. <laughs> okay, right. You've done you've done very well on the kill team questions. <sighs> yeah, that was. A I six think out you're. Of five. Six, wow. You can coast. You can coast the next bit. Downhill from here. Now you, you're probably annoyed at getting asked this a lot, but what? What possessed you to want to do Batrep videos? They sound like a lot of work. <laughs> I think I th- <laughs> if I could go back and say, do something easier, I think I might. Yeah, like a podcast or something. Yeah. <laughs> 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 sounds, like I'm, sounds like I'm throwing shade. No, um, <laughs> yeah, I, um, it was, um, it was just like a it was a lockdown project for me, I think, more than anything. I was I had a load of projects, obviously. I mean, I was similar to many people, I imagine. And then going into lockdown, all of them got kind of frozen up. So um, I just had a lot of free time. And I enjoyed watching Battle Reports. So I was just like, oh, no, I've, I've managed to paint up however many thousands of teams. So I thought, oh, you know, I'll throw them against each other and see if I can make something that looks passable as a, as a battle report and see, you know, there wasn't loads for, cause that was kill team 18 at the time. So there wasn't loads. And I was like, Oh, you know, like I put one out and it was like, Oh, it was quite fun. And that the second one, I tried to do like a narrative kind of narrative one. So I did like sisters and berserkers and I had like a little mini intro to try and like, why were they fighting? They were looking for like this lost inquisitor, and then obviously there was just basically chainsaw sounds happened in the background. They're like, <laughs> what's that? And then 
then all the all the berserkers came so well it wasn't it wasn't as lengthy as they are now but it was that was like the first i knew that i wanted to do narrative more than anything but the narrative system for kill team 18 was a little bit it wasn't as in, like i didn't find it very inspiring I, I was just like ooh, it's not really that interesting whereas now i think i think there's a lot of scope for kill team 21 to like to to have have narrative campaigns that have a bit more flesh to them and especially if you can just throw in your own missions and stuff like that i think it's a lot more a lot more scope i agree i think i think they've given us a good like groundwork to yeah. build our own thing up from absolutely it was, it was very bare bones last edition yeah i have to say your your production is just amazing i oh. i do visual effects as a living oh wow but i could not bring myself to do it for a personal project <laughs> <laughs> So, so I, I'm just in awe of someone who does do that, yeah. and you do all the voiceover, and you bring your the the animations in and everything. And oh, how, how long does one of your your reports take on average? Because you've got a fair few out now. Yeah, I don't. I mean, I've not checked them for a while, but yeah, there's there's they they've to to begin with the early ones for obviously took a lot more time because I was I was kind of like learning the format as well because I. I've I've no I don't have any kind of any kind of experience at all. I just I just had the software. I like Photoshop, so I used Photoshop a lot for stuff. And I we I was in um I was in some bands, so I'd done I had Pro Tools for like uh, and a decent sure. mic, and I'd used some of the video editing software ages ago to do like music videos, although with no no special effects or anything <laughs> like that. But so I I just uh, I've not timed myself mainly because i worry that if i knew i would stop <laughs> like, yeah. it takes you 12 hours just to line up the gunshot i'll be like it's time it's time to time to knock it on the head <laughs> so i've not timed myself but i um i can't I, like the at the beginning with it took a lot longer for sure it took a lot longer to actually film everything the, the narrative games actually they don't take they, they take much less time because i've a, like because i emit the dice rolls and I don't have the the running scores, so I don't have to like animate anything coming in. Although most of them I've made now, so I just have to change in a few a few things, and then yeah, they you've got they the work. Templates ready to go. Yeah, so like now it's a lot quicker. But obviously setting everything up, the first battle reports took a while, whereas whereas now I can I can kind of get one filmed on a weekend, have it all kind of. I, I kind of grab like 20 minutes here and like 30 minutes here, and then sometimes my partner Emma will be like out. On like sometimes she does like gigs in the evening so i'll have like four hours and i'd be like i mean there's nothing else going on i've got like guilt-free <laughs> hobby time so i'll be like eh. so I'll, I'll spend like sometimes i get a large chunk of time and i can put everything together and you know so i don't i don't clock it but probably a while probably longer than i'd like to think yeah so if anyone out there is thinking of doing this <laughs> don't, don't do it don't do it start a <laughs> podcast instead don't, don't do that either don't do that either. no if, or start a podcast if you, on the, if you look else. at our release schedule it is all over the place <laughs> <laughs> i thought you guys are doing pretty well you kind of it's not weekly i feel like i see i, I see a new release weekly it was never planned to be weekly <laughs> that's the worst no. thing I've, I've started trying to do weekly releases i don't know why like i um yeah it was a weird a weird thing that i was i, I tried to um edit in like I get ahead like a couple of videos ahead so that I could do every Monday. And, I, and now I kind of, we have this chat where I kind of, <laughs> we've got like, I, I feel bad, but I kind of like, like pressure 
pressure Ben and they end up getting a video. It's like you're gonna kill Team Mondays. Kill Team Mondays gonna get a video. He's it? like, you doing it? Like I don't, I don't know, man. I, it's kind of a bit. I was like, kill Team Mondays. Kill Team Mondays. He's like, <laughs> no, no, you're alone on that. But it's yeah, it's been quite. But no, you guys, you guys are doing good. It's good. Keep them coming. Yeah, I think we're in a row. Okay. Yeah. Can I can I just go back to one thing you mentioned? Because um, no, only uh, about dice rolls. No rolls. backward steps. Only correct questions, Jason. Yeah, yeah. Sorry, who's who's getting marked who's down? Who's in charge here? <laughs> <laughs> the, the dice rolls, right? Yes. I don't think any any bat rep needs to film a dice roll. This is my personal thing. You could just say he rolled well. Yeah. The figure's dead. He didn't roll very well. <laughs> See, anyway, that's just my personal I, thing, I suppose. I, I mean, I, I prefer the story. I'm, I, I, I like you guys. I am a narrative player. When I'm playing at the local shop, or I suspect if I ever played competitively, it would be like narrative competitive, and I'd be like, this guy wants to do this. I, guess I come from like a D and D background, so I really yeah. like what would my character yeah. do, and I'm always thinking that I'm like, well, he would, he wants to do this, so that's what he's going to do. He's like, you're going to get killed. It's like he's doing it. Yeah. Like, so that's how I play. So I. I agree. I don't think you need dice rolls, but then I, I like I know that people. It it is the game. Some people like to see the mechanic of the game, so they need you need the dice rolls for that. But I I took them out of the narrative because I I did want it to be just the story. So I'm glad that I'm glad you like them. Well, I I have a counter argument for the other way, where if you do come <gasps> from that D and D background, it is all about rolling that twenty. <laughs> And and people's expressions when you roll a six oh. or a one when you're trying to you know it is does it, it hit beauty. does it not and you're just like yes I got got that six missed every other one but I got the six Natural still 20. didn't kill it yeah exactly it, it gives yeah. you that same uh same dose of happiness in the brain I I I'm gonna I'm gonna say we in my last D and D campaign which we're we're picking up again soon which is good oh wonderful so I was I I kind of DM it and we had either a death cleric or a grave cleric i forget yeah. but they've got an ability that means i it can remove the dm's not like crits you can cancel a crit within yeah. 30 feet i remember yeah it's such a horrible feat he took that away from me <laughs> i'd roll a 20 i'd be like oh again and then you'd be like no you'd be like no nah, nah. and i'd be like ah well that's only with his reaction so you can keep yeah. stacking them up in one turn i, I was just... never that lucky i, I like i i get the, the the engagements lasted too long. I could never get them into two fights and then like drain his react and then. But now, but next, now we're picking up. He's not going to be that anymore. Give so he said, you tactic. get your. Give everything pack tactics an advantage, and you just roll in two dice. Up, up your. Oh. Up your percentage. That that's what I should have done. Should have had like waves of wolves just send at them. Exactly. That's right. smart. It's in the D and D podcast. <laughs> oh, I'm back to fail in marks. <laughs> We'll be coming up, coming back to you with our D and D podcast. <laughs> <laughs> right, we've I think we've seen quite a few teams, but how, how many how many proper full painted kill teams do you have? This is this is going to be either you're going to go two one of two ways on this. Either this is going to be a public shaming of me, or this will be you'll be like what a guy. I don't think it goes. I think you're in one or two camps. Like <laughs> what is this guy? Like I could have opened up a small hospital with the amount that I think I've ended up spending. But I have, I think I, I counted them up recently because I've got them in all like boxes and I was like, how many, how many do I have? Purely painted and even including the data slate update, which means they all get an extra one model. Yep. I have 22 kill teams that I could run. 
and I could, with a bit of time, like painting up a single model, I could get it to probably like because all the Space Marine ones they got a whole bunch. I could mm. probably get it to about thirty plus. But yeah, I've got. Do you, do, you, I mean, do you want me to list them? Is that is that? I mean, I'm not sure how interesting that would be. Me just so, listing. So, so not all thirteen. No. But we've heard about the Wormblade. Yeah. So give us give us maybe your top five top of five. of ones that you're really really happy with. I love the Grey Knights. They were my like in my mm. in previous edition, Kill Team eighteen. They were my they the team that I ran the most, um, and I kit bash them all. Every single one I kit bash. Sorry, sorry, James. <laughs> but they were all lovely, and then I've, that's why I've made the one recently because I'm back to running like the 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 odd guy out who's just a, a normal kill team, a normal grey knight, so it doesn't doesn't look special. <laughs> so that so the the grey knights, I love the um, chaos demons. I don't know why that I think because they were an afterthought in the previous edition. I really quite like them. They were an add-on now. Yeah. I like they're a bit more fleshed out. Traitor space marines. Because they're my they're my own chapter, and again I've kept bash quite a lot of them, so I do quite like them. Oh, what's the name of what's the name of your chapter? You know what? I I never named them. This is the weird <gasps> thing. I know I still yet to name them. They they were kind of this is it was it's strange for me because normally I'm, that's the first thing that happens. I get the name, then I make the theme. But I was I needed to get them painted for a game, so I just came up with like a theme. I was like I like purple, but I didn't want them to be too. Um, Emperor's Children, yeah. so it's not pink purple, mm. it's a bit darker, and it's kind of silver and gold. They are quite Emperor's Children, but I do like the Emperor's Children. So if they haven't got a name, have they got like three key words that you could sum them up with? Give us a flavour of it. <sighs> the main guy's got horns and a scorpion tail. That feels, I think I think nice. they're quite mutated. I, I made I made some, because I, I didn't like, I, I made them originally for Kill Team 18, so I had three custom-made kind of Primaris scale possessed, because I love the possessed models. I know they weren't good, but I really liked them. And my whole my whole story focused around the Dark Apostle, because uh, I liked the not the commanders. Yeah, the commanders. Yeah. So yeah, I would run. Uh, although I used to play commanders international because they're a little bit more balanced. Yeah. But that's how my narrative was based around the commander and his small group. So I had like a, a Dark Apostle running a whole bunch of possessed because I because he could boost. I think he used to boost melee. All the yeah, rules for was, kill team. It was him. It was him or the greater possessed, and it yes. was just. It, they just turned them into better berserkers. Yeah, because they they were rubbish with that D three attacks. Because it was like, I mean, that is nice, but what if you get one? Yeah. And you always get the one. Like I, <laughs> if it is, I always get the one. It's like, and I charge with it, and he's like one attack. He's like, and my Primaris hits back with two, and you're like, that's that just sucks. Yeah. Um, that shouldn't happen. It should be D three plus, well, just two, just to give me two. anyway. Yeah. So them, I, uh, unnamed warband. I guess I should say. Death Watch, because I really like the Death Watch, because they feel like they come into a kill team. They're very suited for kill team. And you can kit bash them all as well. And I've kit bashed most of them. Yeah. But yeah. I'm not sure that's four or five. What, what, right. Are. Now, <laughs> the next question you might not actually be able to answer, given wow. what you've just said. Is there something that you haven't made <laughs> that you'd like and t- as a team? A team. team you got your eye on? I unfortunately, shouldn't. Unfortunately, you haven't heard our last episode on flavoursome teams to be proxied as something else. So, save that one. Save that one. I, d- I do have, which is bad because I've, I've got enough, but I was looking at the Sisters of Silence recently, and I was just like, I've never, I've never had any Sisters of Silence. I thought, that'd be quite cool to have, like, two custodies and then a bunch of Sisters Run of the Silence. Sisters alongside. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
So that'd be quite a cool one. But um, I'm probably good for the time being. That's fair enough. I, I can't believe somebody in this hobby has ever said they've had, they've, I've, I've finished now, I've got enough. <laughs> you said that a couple of weeks ago. I was going to say, I think we say it all the time. No, I said I didn't have anything on my shelf of shame. I've really? got about 500 ideas. No, I don't. I don't. I'm. I'm I, I shouldn't be in this hobby. I'm quite disciplined. I'll just. That's, I'll only paint what I can have time to do. You you get it, paint it, and it's. Wow. What's that and like? Then this, I think this about should the be an thing. interview with with you. You're the anomaly <laughs> here. You're the odd one out. Yeah. That's I. Uh, amazing self control. Well, you know, I think we, we we were discussing before the show. I just had a Cuban Libra before we came on in, so I'm not. I'm not. You know, I've got my moments. <laughs> I think those are the main questions we had. I think we got we had one about operatives, but I think we've previously answered it. And also, I just want to if if you've spent enough on a small hospital, I think <laughs> there are other people in this hobby who've spent enough on a large hospital. It's true. It's true. Well, that was amazing, Russ. You were fantastic. It's been a fantastic pleasure having you on the show. I hope I hope you've enjoyed it. We we certainly have. Oh, thanks very much, guys. Yeah, it's been lovely being on. It's 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 very nice. It's a very nice little chat. It's been lovely to put, um, put a face to a voice. Yeah, I've I've seen I've I've seen Jace before from uh, Discourse, but it's it's nice to put a, a a name to a face for Sean as well. Yeah. <laughs> and my 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 girlfriend's from the northeast. She's from Hartlepool, so oh, it's good nice. to good good to get the accent. Yeah. Out as well. So. <laughs> Guilt-free gaming, <laughs> guilt-free hobby. That's what you exactly. need. Exactly. Yeah, so thanks very much, Russ. Next time on Once Upon a Kill Team, we will be talking about the importance of naming and background in your kill team and some thoughts on where you might get some inspiration. If what you heard on this podcast sounds even remotely interesting, subscribe and tell your friends. For every subscription to the podcast, your poxwalkers can track several new and interesting boils from your loving master, Nurgle. Have fun. Thank you for joining us on Once Upon a Kill Team. Just remember, it's not whether you won or lost, it's whether your warp flame sorcerer calls down fire from the sky, absolutely whiffs all his rolls, and falls in melee combat to recruit hound that was hiding in wait. Good boy. See you next time. <laughs>